Good morning. Welcome. Welcome in Angkor Wat, a global peace project, the past, the history. We transform the stories and fairy tales over the now and the future with a wonderful, bright, shining, happy end. Now it's volume five, and I sit here in the temple of the elephants. And yes, I feel me like an ant. I take me time today. I start in the morning, eight o'clock. Make some exercise, hot water. It's Ayurveda, you know. Then I walked slightly jogging under trees on the river, go to a temple, meditate for peace and love, forgiveness and harmony, of course, make some beautiful images and videos. I like it, like you, to speak with the language of aesthetic. And I tell you, it's a language everybody can understand. A smile, hugs, a nice bright, light, colorful experience. Not too much and not too less, very tasteful. And then I took my bicycle, of course too late. I planned go through 11 a.m., but on the end it was a couple of time units after 12 midday. But it's okay. And I never will suffer under them, and this is the frame story of the story. And now I sit here. This temple is um, more special than the other. Okay, the structure of the west gate, north gate, south gate, east gate is, yes, it's like a symbolic general language of almost all temples. But don't ask me, there's a stone bridge, I would say 200 meters long, on dozens of small columns, I never see this before, around the Baseng, a small lake, artificial, created. Then is a gate, in the middle of the bridge is a gate, on the beginning of the bridge is a gate, And I take the stairs, and I felt me a little bit Machu Picchu. I never have been there, but I imagine it's the same. And it's a really amazing, amazing feeling in the middle of nowhere, where maybe 100,000, maybe 1 million people lived very structured and civilized together. And around me, the winner of this competition, of this contest between artificial handmade pyramids and towns and the nature. I'm surrounded of amazing big trees with amazing air roots. And I guess if I look on the top of the pyramids, okay, I would say it's maybe the same level. But the trees, I call them also temple created by Mother Earth. 
uh, almost so high than the temple. And the temple itself, it's uh, amazing. I ask me all the time, especially on this temple, because he is so huge. And I see the performance and the holes to make them transportable. And I see the roofs and the floors and the windows. And it's everything of stone. It's so heavy, you know, to do it with bamboo or maybe with other lighter material, maybe with wooden. But make it more easier. But maybe they know that wooden is not so sustainable like stone. But it's amazing if I'm thinking about how many energy and time and hand power they invest to make these beautiful stones to paintings in stones. And there are fairy tales, endless fairy tales. I took some images. It's amazing. It's a fight against the elephant. It's a fight against uh, a monkey. And it's maybe not a fight. <laughs> Surprising. Some cows. So there are cars and soldiers and civil servant and woman celebrate a special event. It's amazing. It's I never have been in Egypt, but I guess it's the same. It's a mixture. No, it's not a mixture. It is a picture language. I see no letters and words and sentence. It's a mixture of look this temple It's a mixture of filigrane, ornamentic, very organic, with a lot of symbols. And then you have picture books, like open page, every plate beside, tell a short story. And if you read it, picture of picture, image of image, you can read a fairy tale. So this is the root of language. We couldn't write for everybody because letter and language and grammar and orthography and letters and words and sentence need a high level of education and sophistication. And I could imagine there's a reason that in almost every huge building you find of course language in a classical way with words and letters, but more images. And I think the reason is really easy. Not everybody, I could imagine also in the time of the Khmers, could read words and sentence, get teached in this language. But everybody could see an elephant, a man, fight with a sword, a daemon, fight against a warrior, so this kind of language, this reality, put it in stone, everybody can read. And I think um, the story of volume five is, fifth is, the, what is the reason, what is the motivation, what is the aim, the goal? 
what is the energy that people invest? Hundred thousand of stones to create them very sophisticated filigrane structured in a symmetry, in a geometry, and also with astronomy and astrology connected, and mathematic, and aesthetic, and language. It's the belief, it's the power of the king to show everybody, it's the need, the wish, the dream to get undestroyable, never die, over an endless time, everybody will remember on this civilization, on this king of this society. As a tear, barefoot, I like it. I feel the stone under my feet and I feel how heavy every stone is. I would say maybe a half ton, 500 kilogram at least, every stone. And they are created. Every stone has a special form and signum and ornamentic and a fairy tale. I have to say my imagination uh, stuck to imagine 800, 1000 years before how people transport, create the whole concept and make the architecture because you know this temple I could imagine it's really amazing I stand in the front of this temple and also the first second levels are so huge and so massive maybe inside there is earth but independent of them the wall until to I would say five meters high and everything plain and it's perfect created and perfect established. So I'm really stuck in my imagination how it could work to do this amazing work. Even in our 21th century to build up this temple would be a technology challenge, definitely. And especially you need so many craftsmen to make all these stones to picture books with open pages. And what is the story of Ankerwald? The story of Ankerwald is human a mixture of gods to create a temple like this is unbelievable. And also the ornamentic and the creativity to make every stone to a unique thing. What we can learn is uh, if humans work together, they can performance things you couldn't imagine before. What we can learn is humans have a wish to stay in contact and show his own species how powerful they are. They want connected with the sky because there's a reason that temples have a top a lot of beautiful towers, a lot of 
signals and symbols they show and growing up to the sky. There's a reason. It would be not necessary to make so huge and so high images. But it's more than look how powerful we are, look how proud we can be to create such wonder. I think it's also the not consciously dream and wish to be connected where we come from, to the stars, to the light, to the sky. And I think the temple is maybe more or less a spiral, an energy rotor, rotor, like Wi-Fi, like radio waves, to get a receive from the stars and from the sky and get it on the temple as a big receiver of fish and dreams and we get inspired so it's not a one way we send our wishes and dreams and prayings and meditation to the sky hope someone higher power will listen us and support us and on the other hand this temple is also a transforming station we want get information inspiration imagination, dreams from the universe. And a temple is definitely a place where with the fragrance of beautiful smell, with the environment, you know, it's a special mirror of belief, this temple. It's like a receiver. It's not only a sender. And we sit here and we feel the energy and the power and there is some exchanging. Maybe this temple was a gift, an inspiration by the universe, put in a brain of an architecture. Who knows? And we want get seen and get attention. And maybe the temple is also for this higher power, for this highest conscious being in the sky. Look! We pray, we build this temple as a gift, as a symbol that we are grateful, that we are so powerful and can create so amazing things. Maybe it's a gift for this higher power, we call them God, religion, or sky, Mother Earth. There's a lot of labels and names, you know. Yes. I think there's an exchange of be proud, be protected, be guided, be seen. Yes, we are powerful and very weak and we need higher protection. We don't understand but we like to believe. We love that there's someone, if we are brave and fair, that he will protect us with his higher power we never get. I think it's important belief for humans. They sometimes feel that they are powerful like this temple and this amazing work and energy they invest in this unbelievable, incredible building. 
But on the other hand, we know, we feel there's a lot of natural power that can kill us and destroy the whole society very fast in a couple of seconds or minutes. And I think it's a gift to say, here, look, it's our present, please. We are strong, but sometimes we need your protection. And maybe nothing changed. And maybe also in the 21st century with rockets and Wi-Fi and social media and high-tech and computers and robots, we need the feeling of higher protection. They are more powerful than every technology can be created by handmade and humans. Yes, it's an emotional and also science thing that we know, that we feel that we are not powerful against every nature power. And sometimes we are helpless and protectless and we need the belief that there is someone, something more powerful and more higher protect us. I think it's healthy because, uh, you know, if I go to bed, I switch off the lamp and I take everything to sleep well, but on the end, I do additional all the time, a smooth, gentler, slightly meditation and praying, thank you and protect me and guide me and let me sleep well and deep. Yes, we need it. And we can learn if we use it, not only to be protected, we can use it also to be live in peace with ourselves and in peace with other, because we can love ourselves and we forgive ourselves and we can take time and make less stupid things and violate ourselves and other people. Yes, it's possible. Maybe without spirituality, maybe without higher power, it's to understand and be aware how we work in our mind. And so we want peace, not as an aim, as a status, we get them. And I try the same every morning again and say, hey, I'm grateful. Let's leave me in peace. Let me accept and let take me time. And I take me time today. I could be faster and maybe I saved one hour more, but I think it's the right time. I get my point, I get my temple for the fifth podcast. It's maybe less a story, it's maybe fabula rasa. It's thinking loud as myself. It may be a little bit dreaming and meditate if I listen my own voice. But why not, you know? Everything what I tell you is a story. You never know who I am, where I am, and what I am. Everything I tell you is maybe nothing else than a story, and maybe a fairy tale, never exists before. But if you believe me, and if we dream together to take this experience of the past and give it further in the future, to meditate, to take time, to forgive, to love, and create beautiful things more than for gods and for the universal connection with the sky. 
And so we use our powerful imagination 3D printer to create places of peace and silence and color and light, like a garden house. I tell you, we get it. We come to the next level of humanity and an endless peace. Maybe for someone boring, but the benefits should be clear for everybody. So let's dream together and make it real in the next minutes, hours, days, weeks, months and years. Every morning again, peace and diversity and hugs and smiles are beautiful presents for you and me and us. Namaste. Leonardo Secondo.